This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 76 The Baltic Sea Anomaly What started as a routine sonar scan to look for treasure in the Baltic Sea quickly turned out to be possibly one of the greatest discoveries in history. A discovery so fantastical, it gained national recognition and shook the world in an uproar. This quickly led to speculation and heated debate over whether the discovery had any actual credibility or was in fact all a fabrication. For those a part of the Ocean X team, it was life-changing. Join us as we discuss the Baltic Sea Anomaly. The Ocean X team is a Swedish maritime exploration company. Making their initial debut in 1992 after locating the remains of an American B-17 bomber, just off the eastern coast of Sweden. They quickly decided they wanted more. They needed to feel that excitement again. The group began researching records of other boats and aircraft that had disappeared off the European coastlines. It wasn't long before they had made a name for themselves. The Ocean X team stumbled on a story of a transport ship that had sank in the Baltic Sea during World War I. On November 3, 1916, the German submarine U-22 was patrolling the waters off the coast of Finland when it spotted a supply convoy attempting to make its way into the port of Rama. The decision was quickly made to attack the line of cargo ships, sinking three of them in the process. One of the ships that met its demise that day had been carrying a large amount of champagne and brandy. The shipwreck eventually settled on the seafloor, preserving the cargo in near-perfect condition due to the cold and dark area. In 1997, the Ocean X team was able to locate the long-forgotten ship and its precious cargo and were able to bring it back to the surface. They recovered approximately 3,000 bottles of champagne and 14 barrels of cognac before having to leave the rest behind. An auction was then held, auctioning off everything they recovered and ultimately helped to fund the future of the Ocean X team. In the summer of 2011, Ocean X team found themselves in the Gulf of Bothnia a stretch of the Baltic Sea that is located between the coastlines of Sweden and Finland. Due to having to get their ship repaired, they didn't have a lot of time to explore as much as they wanted to. However, while carrying out a series of sonar grid scans, they stumbled upon something completely unexpected. At roughly 300 feet below the Ocean X team's ship, was a large circular object laying on the seafloor. The sonar signature did not pick up on any recognized ocean craft or geological feature and was a significant distance from nearby shipping routes. As much as they wanted to dive to get a better view of the object, they weren't quite prepared. 
Everyone agreed to keep their findings to themselves, and they returned home where they could better analyze the information and create a plan to return. Upon viewing magnified images of the circular object they stumbled upon, Ocean X team founders Peter Lindbergh and Dennis Aberg were baffled. The unknown object was roughly 200 feet in diameter and unlike anything they had ever seen before. They could make out lines and peaks and blocks that stretched across its surface, almost resembling the layout of rooms and hallways. Behind the object sat what appeared to be a thousand-foot-long runway that had been flattened in the sand, suggesting the object slid down to where it now sat. After many days and restless nights spent pondering over the image, Dennis felt it was necessary to reach out to the public for help. It wasn't long before the news spread like wildfire. It was reported on all over the world and received a lot of speculation and ridicule. Despite the increased interest in the object, it wasn't the reaction that they had hoped for. Many worried the object was a trap or a possible portal to hell and warned the crew to not go back. Over the course of the following year, the crew better prepared themselves and eventually returned to the site of the object with a budget of 120,000 euros. The first day of the trip was postponed due to the weather. The crew was forced to wait until the following day. The weather conditions the next day were ideal. However, they didn't have the exact coordinates and spent the next two days tracking the object again. In order to keep the location a secret, the entire crew was forced to disable any tracking that could be done through cell phones or computers. The crew experienced many setbacks, but they didn't let that slow them down or stop them. The time had finally came. They quickly set out to obtain high-quality images of the unknown craft. However, they would soon realize this task was much more difficult than they had ever imagined. As their equipment descended into the sea and made its way through the murky waters, it eventually became more clear and easier to navigate. They slowly lowered it down in the direction of where the unknown object sat. Once they reached the vicinity of the object, the equipment malfunctioned and stopped working altogether. The ROVs, or remotely operated vehicles, that were sent down to photograph the object would cut out without reason. The sonar operators discovered that unexplained electrical interference would prevent effective scans of the area. Discouraged by what was happening with their equipment, divers were then sent in to attempt to get closer and photograph what they could. In addition to the lines and peaks that they had seen in the previous scan, they found perfectly circular holes at specific spots on its surface. As strange as this was, it was easy to determine the perfectly circular holes could not have been the result of some natural causes, and in fact, appeared to be man-made. There were sections that appeared to be a series of steps leading from level to level. There was also what looked like a domed area that came upward and out from the middle of the object. Upon further exploring the object, the team found other unnaturally shaped items laying on the seafloor, such as perfectly carved rectangular blocks and pillars. After investigating... 
it appeared that some of them were deeply embedded in the ground, with passageways and tunnels most likely running beneath them. After investigating the site and the object as much as they could, due to the equipment failures they had experienced, they had no choice but to pack up and return to port. The recovered materials were then examined and studied by a staff from Stockholm University. Unsurprisingly, the results were shocking. Having been found in an area with no known volcanic activity, this led to a heated debate over the origin of the objects found. At that point, it was determined that Peter and Dennis would need to go back and gather further evidence from the object. As they planned to do so, they were halted by a twist in their story that was reported on by the media. It was said that all they had found was rock. This news served as a blockade in their plans. They became worried about being able to obtain funding if the media was saying they had only found a rock bed. Several months passed, and the news continued to spread further changing the beliefs of everyone regarding the Baltic Sea Anomaly. The two men were then forced to clear their names after being made a laughingstock and being mocked by the media. They began receiving threats and feared for the lives of themselves and their families. However, there were also those that still believed in them and supported their cause. One of the supporters spent a long time fixing some of the corrupt scans that were done of the seafloor, and results were impressive to say the least. Peter and Dennis, along with one of their divers, met with the person responsible for fixing the data. It showed a mountainous peak split in two, suggesting something had hit it. There was a long path that led to where they found the unknown object. Additionally, there was another path off to the right, which may have been from another possible craft, or could have been at least then linked to the first. This break in the story was just what they needed to help get them out of the rut that they had been in for so long. Peter and Dennis, along with the Ocean X crew, still have plans to return to the site of the unknown object at the bottom of the Baltic one day. Knowing the next expedition will cost them millions, it may take a while to secure the funding, but they're not letting that hold them back. Regardless of one's position on the Baltic Sea Anomaly, and what exactly it was that was found, it is difficult to deny how extraordinary a finding it truly is. Whether it is due to some volcanic process carried by glacial shifting, a meteor that fell from the sky, or the product of some spectacular unknown intelligence, the story of the Baltic Sea Anomaly continues to challenge and inspire all those who learn of its existence. Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We are your hosts. I am Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now the debrief. All right. All right, the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Yes. So when you hear this one, you almost almost think, like, maybe this is going to be a sea monster. Sure. Something like that, right? Not quite. Yeah, it's not what I was expecting. Honestly, I had never heard of this before you... Before you presented it, yeah, I mean, this is what I've been I've been kind of looking at for the last couple of weeks. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not, but uh, I think the story's the story is definitely cool enough. And I mean, I think this is something that people should know about that most likely don't. Yeah, I think um, the images are really convincing to me. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree like, with you. Like, you hear, like, oh, like a vaguely circular-shaped thing at the bottom of the ocean. No, this is not vaguely circular. It is 
Like it's, it looks it's symmetrical. Hundred percent man-made. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yep. It really does. You know what my first thought on this was was that this may have this may be more of an archaeology story, like that this could definitely be like some remnant of a past civilization. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, I mean, as, as we'll probably we'll probably talk about a little bit more in depth here, but yeah, I, I would have to agree. You know, I think this can go a couple different ways. Um. You know, I, I I know what I what I personally think and and stuff like that, which we'll get to eventually. But um, yeah, I definitely agree for sure. That's why I was so surprised to hear that they struggled with with finding funding. I'm really shocked that like a university didn't send people like send archaeologists down there to we'll find out what the hell it was the first time because they they originally they had to take their ship to get it repaired, and so as they were on their way back, they just decided to do some sonar scans and stuff like that like we'll um, just swing by yeah kind of just swinging swinging yeah. around the Atlanta, or the baltic um and then they stumble upon this thing and then so they're like don't tell anybody we can't you know we yeah. can't we can't do anything right now they didn't have their rovs they didn't have everything to like be able to go in and they probably you know, didn't want it stolen out from under them. Well, right? yeah. I mean, this is yeah. a group of of explorers, and they go and find like all these like shipwrecks and yeah. old vehicles and stuff, and then they sell the stuff. Like, I yeah. mean, just like those champagne bottles that were from uh, you know the early 1900s. They they recently yep. did. They had another uh, like I think they found another ship recently that uh, they had sold a bunch of them for. Uh, or had from from rather but yeah so like yeah. so they're you know they not regardless they're back here they're just kind of checking this area out as they're on their way back and stumble upon this thing so again tell nobody you know let's go back let's analyze the images let's figure out a way that we can get back here to check it out so they do so they end up taking it to uh social media and it gets out like and starts spreading like wildfire See, that's the point. That's the point that I'm surprised that the government or university didn't step in and well, send an they archaeology ended up raising team. 125,000 euros. Yeah. So like, I mean, they had they to were able to spend it. 20 20,000 euros a day to support yeah. a week-long trip. Um, which was pretty good. Like, you know, they yeah. they hired a crew, they hired a captain, they went out, but, you know, that's where time is money. And they yep. had to waste their first day. Their next yeah. two days are spent just trying to find this because when they originally went out, the weather wasn't great either. So they were like slightly off course and, you know, like they had to recalculate yep. all their, their coordinates and everything. So it took them another find two it days. Again. Yeah. yeah. So that's three days down. That's 60 grand already wasted. Yeah. And then... You know, finally stumble upon this thing, and they're they're looking at it, their equipment. They take their equipment down; it malfunctions. Basically, all they can do is do it all manually. I always wonder how like how ginned up those stories are about like equipment failures. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree. I I think they that's so common. I think they are for sure. Um, but you know, like who knows? Like maybe. Maybe, maybe there was some electronic interfer- interference off of this thing that was causing yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's, just, it, it's kind of kind of weird though. But yeah, I know that's like super common with like supposedly haunted locations and stuff like that. That there's they're just like constantly, constantly plagued by what they term electronic interference or. You know what I mean? Like they're always their batteries are drained, or right, like yeah. their cameras stop working, or they had just just charged their camera, and then as soon yeah, as they turn always. it on, it's dead. Yeah, <laughs> those I, guys my, had always just charged their cameras. My favorite one is the uh, the Black Forest, where they talk about the living room looking like the Fourth of July, or the house looking like the Fourth <laughs> yeah. of July. Yeah, the fireworks show. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think that's like kind of a tough one to really know for sure. Um, yeah, you know, but I mean, might as well chalk it up to something that's unexplainable, right? Sure. I I just wonder how like how many of those situations fall within like normal failure rates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it's sometimes your shit's gonna mess up, right? And <laughs> I would say that's there. probably more <laughs> more common yeah. than not. 
Yeah. You know, but again, you got to chalk it up to something. They don't want to blame their equipment just for failing. So sure. Sure. Or maybe like old Johnny What's Nuts was supposed to actually charge all the cameras and stuff and never did. <laughs> yeah, and didn't. Yeah, you know, and he's like, yeah, they're they're good to go. Yeah, I definitely charged. <laughs> That's what I've been those. doing for the last ten hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, but in in this situation, I guess they had like what submersible vehicles and stuff that all seemed to malfunction as it got close. Right. To yeah. The, like even the their ROVs. That yeah. are remotely operated, all lost connection as soon as they got close. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of tough to say. That sounds weird. Yeah, right. It sounds <laughs> like, weird enough. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Uh, you know, true, true. But yeah, I mean, because why wouldn't they have to manually dive and sure. go take all these pictures and stuff? What I want to happen out of this is I want them to go like drilling. Like, if you if you look at some of these pictures, right, where I talked about this dome, like, this dome-shaped part that comes out literally out of the middle of this, this object, um, it's not, like, in the middle of it, but it's, like, comes straight out of it, right? Right. It's essentially like a cockpit, what I would assume. But I yeah, want them to drill into that. it straight up looks like a starship. Exactly. But yeah, I wanted them really to drill does. into that, and then all of a sudden it's like hollow on the inside, and then they're able to get in. Like, how gnarly would that be? Yeah, that that would be awesome. But I, I, want, <sighs> I don't know, because they okay, <laughs> so they took samples, right? They took like material samples, right? Yeah they they took uh they took some rocks and things like that. And then they took those to uh, the Stockholm University, where they were actually um, studied and everything. Come to find out, it was volcanic rock. Okay, so now was that, like, taken off of the object itself? No, around it. Or it was, like, one okay. of the loose the loose objects around it. See, why wouldn't they just, like, go in and chip off a chunk of right. the yeah. main thing? Well, see, that's that's what that the next plan is. And so, like, I'm not... So, where I ended the story was that, you know, they had planned to go back and, you know, at this point, still had it. But I was just on their website, and I was looking at this post that was done from 2019. Um, And it was, uh, like, just, like, a short video clip talking about them going back to Anomalies 1 and 2. And it's talking about the Baltic Sea Anomaly. So, what I'm wondering, because there was nothing else in there. I can't find, like, any of the expedition, like, logs, any information about it. Other than this, like video, and then uh, a picture that I'll need to show you because it's it's actually pretty damn cool uh, that they got from the next time. So I I didn't want to like edit the story because I didn't know the full information. I didn't have like when they had possibly went back, but yeah. they do talk about anomalies one and two. And so I had mentioned at the end, uh, you know, when they go to that person that was able to correct that um, the data that that had failed. Yeah. And they ended up seeing like this path that went to led right to where this craft or this object is. And there's one that goes off to the right, which could possibly be another possible craft or okay. linked to the first one. And they talk about anomalies one and two. So that's what I'm wondering if they refer to it. They're referring to, but like, I need to, I need to keep diving because I can't find anything else from those. I mean, there's I stuff there from some... the first anomaly and everything everywhere, but... Yeah. I know there are some pretty awesome pictures that actually show, like, the seabed track. That, like, runway. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It, it looks like it, like, set down and slid across the ocean floor. Right, and that's, and that's essentially what's suggested is that, like... I mean, it hits, like, this point of impact and just slides down a thousand feet. Okay, so I'm trying to stay on that ancient civilization I, tip. I, right? I I figured we were about to go back there, um, but yeah. Like, I wonder if maybe this is a piece that maybe broke off and, like, slid into the ocean. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, a piece of a structure that, was, that used to be above or ground. this was all before the sea was there. Because, sure. like, giant glaciers carved out the Baltic yeah. Sea, right? So in this, yep. so it could have been pre-ice age, exactly. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's another one of those things because you see 
Um, and which is also crazy. And these, these images, you can notice these perfect lines, which that's impossible. Yep. That's impossible to do, not man-made at the bottom of the ocean. Certainly unlikely. <laughs> right. And there's like, also 90 degree angles too. Yeah. It Perfect really does 90 look 90 degree angles. I mean it genuinely looks like a ship that would battle the Enterprise in Star Trek. Exactly, right? Like, yeah. It, really I mean, it does. looks badass. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I also agree that it could be par- part of some ancient civilization. This could be Atlantis. You know, like sure. this could be parts of Atlantis that we're that we're finding. Um, you know, what it, whatever, right? It's uh, you know, something at least along the lines of that. Yeah, I mean, you could be talking like you could be talking like ancient, you know, Scandinavian these, civilizations. Right, these could be millions of years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this could. That's why it's so odd to me that there hasn't been like a university, right, sponsored exploration of this because you we could be talking about like the next Gobekli Tepe. Like, I mean, it could also be that they're not giving away the location. <laughs> Yeah, you true. know, um, yeah, which that's possible, but yeah, I don't know. It just like it's hard. It's hard to say for sure. But in that one newer image that they had that they had posted, it's from a side. Like if you like get to the side of it, I mean, it's very like very big. But yeah. there's like a triangular, what looks like a triangular door with like a circular hole or something like that in the middle of it. Um, which looks really cool and once you see it like it's impossible to unsee it it's very very clearly there it's also kind of the thing is kind of sitting on like a ledge on the seafloor right like the edge of yeah. it goes right up to a ledge yep I mean the images are compelling on it like they really are I, I agree I, it's it's it makes it hard to argue for sure that it's something weird yeah for sure <laughs> right like exactly. who knows beyond that but it is definitely something weird now i did stumble upon this um i don't know this this study that was done i can't remember who it was right now so this is obviously not gonna matter um but they posted a bunch of pictures of this area and all of these like apparently hidden zones and areas like this is some form of ancient civilization is what he says, like, 100%. These are all the different spots, and if you look at this, it's actually part of another thing that was supposed to be there, but I don't I don't buy into it. It's a bunch of, like, topography stuff. Yeah. And, and that's like, look at that little peak there. I bet there's a house there. Like, sh- sure. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like when people think that they see, like, remnants of civilizations on pictures of the surface of mars right they're just yeah. like making shapes it's all like pareidolia yeah like somebody sees jesus in the clouds yeah same thing i saw yep. jesus today <laughs> <laughs> that must be nice <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah i like to think of jesus as a uh, southern southern folk yeah Back in my day, you had to open a Bible to see Jesus. Must be nice. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, but yep. yeah. So yeah. So I don't. I don't buy into that. I I know it's like just the whole controversial thing, but yeah. I I do like the idea though of of this like ancient civilization thing. I think that's. Pretty I mean, that cool. sounds that sounds like, um, someone someone heard the story and landed where we land or where we appear to be landing which is ancient civilization and um and they just sort of ran with it right and then you start like it's a problem with people because they like they find they decide the solution they want and they work backwards trying to find other little pieces of evidence i mean how else are you gonna find something to to make it mesh right to make it light up I mean, you're supposed to work forward, right? Like, here <laughs> yeah. are the pieces of evidence and then let it take you to a conclusion. But people like to... They like to work backwards from the thing they want it to be. Yeah. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. For sure. That's how you end up like, here's a peak. I bet that's a house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see my house from here. But... <laughs> <laughs> But also, which is actually we can't funny ignore because I spent <laughs> a half hour before this just looking on Google Maps. Oh man, 
Um, <laughs> we also can't ignore the, you know, the USO phenomenon. Yeah. Right? Like, this definitely, you know, it could fall into that category just as easily. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's so there, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of speculation when it comes to, um, it comes to stuff like that. And then, getting more uh i guess more into these weird so like so think of uh in world war Two, the third reich yeah so a lot of people want to say like maybe it was possible nazi involvement sure people love the idea of like secret nazi bases exactly. around the world exactly yeah. and, th- and this is i know this is something we've also talked about a lot too yeah uh, in some previous like ufo episodes like we talked about the what the nazi bell yeah like yep yeah yeah Yeah, which was the uh that one the pinturk one right yeah yeah the big like purple yeah what was it like purple or whatever yeah 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 yeah. yep and then also they think that maybe this could have been a communications or an observation bunker underwater okay it's pretty deep if it was from i mean yeah that's that's really deep i don't think people were really going down that deep in like world war ii right right i wouldn't think so either and then they say like the fact that it has the ability to scramble and disable electric uh electronic signal or signals any vehicle approaching that it could indicate that it may have been some like anti-shipping weapon okay so i mean that's Mm. possible i guess i don't know if i buy any into any of that but i mean you know there's there's an argument for it that could be made yeah i mean People really like to tie the military into everything. You know what I mean? Like, the idea that all these secrets belong to militaries. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, especially you get into controversial topics, conspiracy theories, and all that stuff, of course, right? Yeah. One other cool route, going back to this ancient civilization thing that before we kind of leave that uh, that area, is the possibility of this being some form of Stonehenge counterpart. Okay. Underwater. Some kind of like druidic. Maybe something like right building. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Either that or some form of like uh, temple ish, if you will. Or a beacon? Uh, for mermaids. Okay. <laughs> Definitely for mermaids. This is actually where Ariel and... What's her, what's her dad's name? Triton. Mr. Ariel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Mermaid. King, King Triton. <laughs> that one. I believe was his name. Yeah. That's probably where they actually lived. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. I was just... It, it just <laughs> as, as, as I was looking back at my notes, that was... a. Uh, just to mention the thing about Stonehenge this you know kind of yeah, kind of cool and unique I mean cuz it you could definitely cuz it really does look man-made so it's easy to like yeah. put it in the category of a Stonehenge or like the Easter Island heads or you know these like ancient ancient things built ob- obviously built by man but nobody knows how or when they got there right I mean that's specifically yeah. with like Stonehenge I mean that's that's yeah Sure. I just kind of wanted that they've always been there sort of thing, right? Yeah, it's like a constantly debated the exact aging of these sites. It's just weird. I want to know these things. Like, I want us to figure that out. And I'm sure there's going to come a day where we know everything about everything. Yeah, that sounds boring. <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of love it. Yeah, but then what do you even bother thinking about at that point? What's to come? <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm such a history nerd. But like, I want like I want just random. What? No mysteries? That sounds terrible. Maybe a mystery that I get to like try and solve on my own for a week, and then finally I get the answer. <laughs> I like that's where like shows do. Like, there's like yeah, TV you just shows. want solutions. Yeah, like if I'm like heavily invested in a show, and like I'm like, damn it, I need to know what happens next. I'll always read ahead. I gotta know sometimes. I hate that. Man, that drives me nuts. My wife does the same thing. <laughs> it's it's just it's a thing though. It really is. Like, you know, sometimes like that anxiety of not knowing is worse than knowing. <laughs> I don't know, man. I it's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I love it. 
I love like just being left to think of to think things over for myself. I also you know like I mean? not being disappointed. Like if a show ends the way <laughs> that I don't want it to end, I don't want to be disappointed in that. I don't want to be like, yeah, that was happening. Dude, I'll ride that bitch straight into the rocks. <laughs> I don't care at all. I'll like oh, that's fine. I I get fully I get fully dedicated to shows when I'm watching them. Even if they take terrible turns along the way. Yeah. There's been a lot of shows that I've stopped watching because that's happened. I'm like, why that's would a- you do this? This is I'm done. See, I can't cite a single example of really me wow. doing that. Yeah. I, I watch a thing all the way through, no matter what. That's actually how I was for Game of Thrones. Not me. Watched it all the way to the end. Same with Lost. I'm fine with the end of Lost. I mean, I loved the end of Lost, yeah. Like, Didn't that ended the way all. I loved it. Like Everyone bitched about it. I know. I liked it. Yeah, same. That's that's the exception. <laughs> I've even rewatched The Sopranos, knowing <laughs> how that ends. Yeah. I can't say I've done yeah. that. But Don't even care. Yeah. but we're not here to talk about television that's true i'm just saying like i what was i gonna say i lost myself yeah i got distracted by television yeah that'll that'll happen man that happens way too often exactly (laughs) what was i supposed Uh, to do last week what we had before tiktok (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i still don't believe in tiktok the world doesn't care what you believe in. Ryan. I know it doesn't, man. <laughs> it should it's though. along without you. Yeah, this guy. We give him along enough. He'll he'll jump on. Don't you worry. Yeah, you will. A year from now, you'll be like scrolling through. TikTok. And then it's like, sorry to say, we're shutting down TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be like Vine TikTok's all over been replaced. again. Yeah. Oh man, Vine. Just when I actually started to like you know actually watch some of the videos and stuff that people post no longer was a thing dude when people talk about vine now it sounds it feels like they're talking about something that happened in the 90s like myspace yes i mean yeah that myspace is the same thing though like it's like aim it feels like so long ago though yeah i like i was i was i was going back and reading reading something from years ago and I stumbled upon like this old aim conversation. I was like, "What? What is this? <laughs> what is this aim you speak of?" That's hilarious. But I loved it, it's- man. Like that was the aim was my my stuff. Aim and Sims and yeah, that was your whole life. <laughs> really was <laughs> that and music. Like I yeah. mean, you, you know, like you would come over and yeah, we just play Sims or I'd sit yeah. at my computer just none, you know. AOL Instant Messenger. Just, yeah. Set my away message. Always with the lyrics Always. of a pretty song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was, to be fair, at that time, that was the best use of the internet. It really was. I agreed. That was the closest thing to a social media. Yeah. Right? It yeah. was so much better, though. Yeah. Like, I think about that, and I'm like, I love those days. I friggin' hate social media. Yeah. Absolutely despise it. Facebook, I literally wish it would rot. But it's not going to. I feel to. like it's... No, it isn't. Which is unfortunate. I mean, the social media companies are like the the new version of the banking system where they're like or too the, big to fail. The tobacco companies yeah. that are like, smoke, smoke, smoke. Yeah, probably closer. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a better It won't better give comparison. you lung cancer, don't you worry. It'll give you a lifetime right. of funness. Right. These constant dopamine hits, it, it's not, you know, the main contributor to a dramatic rise in depression and anxiety. Just think about how cool you look as you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a picture of a five-year-old, even I can do it. Right? Instagram isn't the reason why no one can remember what a meal tasted like anymore. Right. They just have pictures of it. I mean, yeah, you see, you see it and you can taste it. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, don't even have to eat anymore. I can look nope. at pictures and remember what that tasted like one day. <laughs> I'm full for this week, thanks. Might as well just make your cereal with uh, Elmer's glue instead of milk. Now, it looks better. Yep, it looks better if you use glue. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I hate I hate those. 
Like, all of this, you know, and they, like, dress these up just perfectly. Think of, like, a oh, cheeseburger, yeah. a bowl of cereal <laughs> with, like, a splash of milk that's rising over just the edge of the bowl. It's, like, yeah. perfect. Like, yeah, just... And cheese on a burger just, like, melted just perfectly down that it coats, like, everything. That doesn't happen yeah. in, the, like, the real world. You eat your butt and it's already smashed. Most of that's not even real food. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's just stupid. Yeah, I mean, you worked in the service industry for a while. You know what you know what fast food actually looks like when you give it to people. <laughs> but I, I at least tried my best to make it look like it was, you know, it kind of does in the pictures. At yeah. least, like, the, the, like, rummage sale version of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not even the Dollar Tree version, the rummage sale version. That's all you need, they, though. Yeah. They, I mean, to be fair, the place you worked, it, you really don't care what it looks like. I mean, no, you know it's one I mean? of the like, best things on earth. Yeah, it's just the same thing in 30 different shapes. You know exactly what it's going to taste like because it all tastes the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. But back to this. <laughs> I, I believe we <laughs> were talking about the Baltic Sea anomaly at some point tonight. Yeah, I think we were. Yes. Um, so also the thing about this is, is so... Let's let's talk about the materials of this thing because it's clearly stone, yeah. right? There were no trace of metal or anything like that that could at least be found or witnessed, right? Nothing beyond what you'd get in a normal stone sample. Right. And this is yeah. where people get in this this argument about this being a possible craft, UAP, UFO, whatever. Yeah. Um, the fact that there is no metallic substance of any sort. And that it'd be high, it'd be really difficult to believe that a highly advanced species would use stone to build <laughs> yeah. whatever they're building. Like yeah, no. if you if you build something out of stone, I don't think that's flying. Probably not. <laughs> so, but also, I can't imagine it would. I've been thinking about this, and this is just this is me spitballing ideas here. It's been sitting at the bottom of this uh, this sea for God knows how long, right? Can it not? essentially mummify or turn into some form of stone with the mixture of like calcium and all that sure that stuff like I mean, just building up and yeah also if you're talking about some metallic compound or some substance well, especially some, if it's um, something that's unknown like you that's know, what that i mean mixes with like, shit that we have here like yeah yeah who knows what who knows what it would turn into exactly. after yeah. you know a million years See, that's or, my thought that's that's my thoughts yeah. like yeah, who's to say? I mean, the fact that, yeah, this is stone, this could just be the fact that it's been... That's why I want them to, like, bang open that dome. Yeah. I want to see some, like, you know, just... Maybe they're in there having a party for the last million years. Maybe they'll find, like, a paper journal in the cockpit. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they're, like, extremely highly advanced, and it's all, like... I don't know, really... <laughs> <laughs> what you'd actually expect yeah <laughs> exactly yeah 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 pieces of paper all around this craft yep people also talk about the fact that this might be a meteor right that's true yeah um yeah because especially in sweden um they i mean they they've they've had traces of of meteor impact and stuff like that uh in this in this area but there's a lot to be a lot that they can argue from that is that like it had been a long time there's no way to kind of like the area of impact wouldn't have been out here so it wouldn't have affected right. that area and stuff like that right so i mean it kind of makes it a little bit harder to believe that the me buy into the meteor concept but also just the look of it it does not look natural at all it's not a meteor unless a meteor turned pancake and then developed like specific <laughs> ridges and Right. Like maybe maybe the craft is actually underneath this thing and it's smashed on top of it. So it's like dented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, yeah. So I, I don't buy into the meteor thing. I just it, to yeah. me doesn't make any sense. Now, there was the whole thing about like people like telling them like don't go down there because that's a hole in the Satan and hell and shit. Yeah. Like so like that also. I like the idea of this also maybe possibly being a rift or some form of like portal this like dimension slipping time slipping you know whatever else like area but i feel like yeah. it's way too large for that you think so i mean unless it's like this 
shift in between worlds and this is like an epicenter like a mall area that everybody's like oh yeah i'm just passing through about to hit uh you know dimension 85 maybe Uh, it really is the porthole cover to hell (laughs) (laughs) maybe i mean i feel like no matter what weird mysterious thing you're talking about someone is going it's a portal to hell don't touch it i mean yeah that shit drives me nuts yeah you have some of these like crazy god-fearing people and they're not even god-fearing they're just like the epitome of just like don't be stupid but it's like just ridiculous paranoia exactly yeah i mean and yeah th- which paranoia that's that's a whole different thing but when it's when it's like this like just yeah just don't be stupid um but there's somebody out there that's gonna be like yeah but the devil lives in that thing <laughs> exactly sure does I feel like that's the same guy who shoots his TV when his favorite basketball team loses. Yeah, those are people. Those are people, you know people be like, "Yeah, the devil isn't my asshole." Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just aliens, silly. Yeah, I, I, honestly, this is my this is my go to. I love aliens? I love ancient civilization, but I, I prefer this more as a UFO. Okay, let's talk. So, about it. reason being is because it is very difficult to recreate like these perfect lines yeah ancient civilization i mean that's that's a possibility right yeah sure i mean that's my runner-up but they're like almost neck and neck neck and neck yeah 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 um but like i love the idea of this being like a ufo because you have this dome this dome shape area which could literally be like a cockpit area just the captain of this ship it looks like a millennium falcon it really does and just which that's awesome in itself and just like the idea, I mean, aliens, come on. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> Usually no. <laughs> I mean, it's, they are neck and neck, honestly. Yeah. And if you're someone who, you know, who believes the, the extraterrestrial hypothesis, the idea that the, the extraterrestrials actually have visited Earth and or are visiting Earth, I can definitely see it being neck and neck with... Yeah this being a some remnant i mean of an ancient civilization because it's pretty compelling it looks like a fucking spaceship yeah it, that's it really exactly, does i mean that's my main thing like that's why i've said that a hundred like, times but like you can't argue with the fact that this looks like a spaceship i completely it really agree. does yeah yeah it's, it's so it's which is just nuts it's like it's i mean because you can see like every like little like groove and stuff like that yeah. in like this circular object that like yeah, it's really hard to argue that that's not what it is immediately. Honestly, I think if you asked 50 random people to draw an alien spaceship, two of them would look like this. You're probably right. Yeah. Like, it, it straight up looks like an alien craft. Yeah. Plus the runway, you know, the like the lead up in the seabed, it looks like it crashed and slid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it is pretty compelling. Yeah, and that's that's the thing though. That's like for me, that's what sells it is just the overall look of this thing. Yeah, that's why I really I want them to get back and just start drilling and like tearing into it. Yeah, just cut it up into pieces. I mean, as much as like I I love the idea of preserving it. You know, I'm not saying like yeah, damn with them all, whatever. But like I'm saying like you know, just maybe dig a little bit deeper you know break into yeah. that dome see if it actually leads into something that may be hollow it's too bad that zach baggins isn't into aliens because <laughs> he would just buy this and <laughs> rip pr- the stairs out probably buy the whole Baltic sea and then burn the rest down <laughs> <laughs> put the stairs in his museum <laughs> exactly oh, we'd know what was inside this fucker yeah you're right if you were bought it right yeah, and then yeah, he would definitely burn it after that because yeah, underwater he wouldn't even bring it up. He would burn it underwater. Yep, you can't yeah. leave that portal to hell open. That's the power of Baggins. I guarantee, at some point, as they're investigating into this, he becomes possessed. Well, yeah, by some <laughs> alien spirit. Yeah, that's what <laughs> an I was alien thinking, yeah. spirit. Yeah, some alien that had his bad day and now he's seeking revenge. A demon from Zeta Reticuli. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Maybe it's actually the ghost of Indrid Cold. (laughs) Yeah, must be. Um, I I don't know. I I really would like to... I mean, they're still, like, talking about it, 
right? You said they were posting about it as recently as 2019, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, so you like, can go, uh, it's ocean, the Ocean X team. Uh, they're from Sweden. Not to be confused with Ocean X, which is, um, a, I mean, they're preservation, underwater exploration, yeah. like whatever company, massive. But yeah. Ocean, Ocean X team in Sweden, specifically. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes yeah. too to go check out the website. But yeah, I mean they're but, they're uh, posting videos like they post a lot about uh, you know about the Baltic Sea anomaly and stuff like that. But yeah, as as recent that video of talking about anomalies one and two as of 2019, but I can't find anything about them actually going. And that's the part that's like frustrating. And maybe I'm just uh, maybe there's like some hidden area on the site that I just haven't found. But I spent a good while like looking through it. So I, if you find it, please link it and let us know. I would be interested, maybe like reach out to them by email. Yeah, I mean, yeah, see if they would be willing to answer some questions. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sweet, but I yeah, hopefully they'll go back because they're also like posting other jobs that they're doing too. Oh yeah, I mean they've been doing this for twenty, thirty years. You know, yeah, Uh, that they've been going out and doing this like this underwater exploration and recovering like treasure hunting yeah i mean there's treasure hunters as old they are yeah Yeah. it blows my mind how many people actually make a living as treasure hunters i mean they've sold these things for millions that they found like yeah because i mean you find these like these old ass bottles of like champagne and wine and like different liquors and stuff that now like yeah you sell those in an auction and they're gonna they're gonna bank off of it Yep. I think there was yeah. one when they sold it in the 90s. They sold it for like I want to say it was like 20 2500 a bottle. This is it's, this I think this is like an estimate. Yeah. And now it's worth like 20 grand a bottle. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. 3000 yeah, of those is what they had gotten off of it though. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I mean, you you have a crew dedicated enough, like you have the know-how, you have the the, you know, the way to get there and everything that you do it. I don't, if I wasn't, I don't think it'd know, be that bad. If I didn't have terrible anxiety about swimming and water and boats <laughs> and traveling in general, I think I definitely would pursue a life as a treasure hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, there's plenty of treasure to be had in people's backyards. You can just like knock on the door and be like, "Hey, I've got uh, my metal detector. You mind if I detect I'll just some end metal?" Up, yeah, I'll just end. I was gonna say I'll just end up one of those like dorky old men walking around the beach with a metal detector. <laughs> I'm glad we like, were thinking roughly, you know, the same thing. Yeah, the kind that like jogs in inland whenever the tide comes yeah. up, so the water doesn't get on my feet. Well, yeah, so it doesn't ruin my New Balances here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's my future, man. That's not a bad future, though. Like, hanging out in the ocean, just looking for some coin. Yeah, exactly. I'd do it. Okay, so you're landing on Alien. Yeah. Extraterrestrial. I think that's that's specifically where I'm at. Um, Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I, I really dig, like, this ancient civilization idea. I mean, I love that concept regardless. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm always... Uh, digging on like ancient civilizations, especially ones that are millions of years old, maybe yep. uh, technologically more advanced than we've ever been, like stuff like that. Like I'll eat that up all day long. But yeah. to me, this this is more screams more UFO, like alien based. Because I mean, again, look at the image and try and yeah. try and argue much more than that. I'm it's trying difficult. to like because I'm. I'm pretty I think I'm pretty firmly in the camp of this as some piece of of an ancient civilization. All right. But I'm trying to think of what we're seeing as a piece of a larger whole. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's true. Like because the shape of the overall the like disc almost disc shape of it I think is mostly what makes it look like a spaceship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if this and is all like the rectangular or something like that, yeah, I'd be right there with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure, that's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to think of it as like a piece of something larger, mm. and I, I don't know whether if whether this was a civilization that existed before the Baltic Sea was carved out, 
And this was, you know, eventually, or it, it was at some point above water, right? But in the same place. Right. Or if this was a piece that just kind of slid into the ocean as the, you know, as the shoreline spread or as, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, because there there are, and, and not, to, not to just kind of cut you off as far as your mid-thought, but I was going to say, oh, a lot of people believe that it is just glacial shifting. Yeah. And then this is the part, this is what it's created as it's like set into this one spot. And there's also yeah. people that just believe this is just a giant hoax. Okay. That they fabricated the whole thing and created create these videos and images. I don't believe that. I mean, I wasn't even, I was almost not even going to say anything, but you know, just I mean, so that's always a as, thought, you're, right? as you're forming this opinion, this, this like kind of, you know, idea, yeah. just so you have, you know, all the, all the ideas. Yeah. You know, all the possibles. I mean, the thing that makes me question that is the fact that this this isn't a group of people who never did anything else. You know what I mean? This is like a reputable group of people who are out doing like legitimate, like this isn't all that mysterious treasure hunting jobs all yeah. the time. Right? And this is just one of the many things they've discovered. <coughs> So they seem more above board. I agree. To me, you know. For sure. Yep. And it's not like they were like hurting for cash at the time that this came out or anything. You know what I mean? Like they were they were steady working the whole time. Mhm. So cuz I could also see maybe a company that did that was doing great and then they fell down on their luck and while they were down they're like, "Oh yeah, we just happened to discover this incredible mystery and got a bunch of press and right. got but investment." I don't you think I mean? they really sure. I mean, yeah, the yeah. fact that their ship like uh started I guess taking on some water and so they had to get it repaired, you know. But Yeah. Maybe that I think was that's enough just to set it back. for the course. Who knows? Yeah. I feel Agreed. like that every every um like, you know, we've done lots of the, uh, oh, what is it that we call maritime mysteries? Yeah. Right. We've done a couple parts of those. Um, ever, almost every one of those stories involves a time period where the ship was in dock for repairs. Yeah, that's true. Like it's, that's true, yep. the seas are rough. I mean, yeah. Like and it's constant the ocean is hard on vessels. On, on, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't blink when I hear like. Oh, the ship was in for repairs during this period because they have to regularly. Yeah. Right. It's just, it could be nothing more than like the, the ship equivalent to like, well, my car was in for an oil change. You know what I mean? Like it's just basic upkeep. Yeah. Type I stuff. agree. I agree for sure. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's tough to like stand behind like one or the other in this case yeah. for me, but Again, you know, I'm I'm always on board with aliens. I'm gonna stick there. Yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna stick. There. Fair enough. I I like the idea of this being an ancient civilization, some piece that because I mean that shit is everywhere. Oh yeah, dude. Like that's for sure. Every day they're discovering bits and pieces of civilizations we never knew were were in places. Mm -hmm. You know, in places that we didn't know they were, or civilizations that we never even knew existed i can't wait for them the to find like a mcdonald's arch from like two billion years ago <laughs> right <laughs> like wow it's been here the whole time <laughs> yeah i mean they'll probably be digging up you know arby's Chicken signs and, and shit and <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah fully intact like right egg mcmuffins yeah so i was like yeah. oh this kind of looks good that shit's gonna last forever. Heated up in a with their eyes at that point, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, no that that future civilization will you know will um, get all their nutrients through photosynthesis, like plants. Yeah, yeah, true. Yep. They probably won't even have mouths anymore. No, they'll be talking, they're gonna be breathing be underwater telepathically. Yeah, it's yeah. all telepathic. Yep. Way better life. I was gonna say that sounds like a great life. It does, dude. <sighs> I'm, I'm imagine never. Imagine. I mean, it's it's funny coming from people who, you know, our entire medium is audio. But imagine never having to listen to someone talk ever again. That would also be kind of rough because I like to hear people talk. I mean, you Some. would just 
you would just know what they were what their voice sounds like it wouldn't even be sound it just you would just know intentions you'd know exactly what they're trying to get across that sounds weird no, i don't know I, it, it is weird You'd like there'd be no miscommunication. There'd be no, yeah. You know what I mean. I tried like, to imagine what you were going to say before you were going to say it, and so we were sitting here, and that, that was too yeah. tough. Oh. Too much. Yeah, a little too much. <laughs> well, I'm glad I was. I'm not that predictable. But they do say that every person is born with the ability of telepathy. They just lose yeah. it over the years. And they need to be able to learn to reharness it again. I don't know because I've raised some babies. And there have definitely been times when I wished they understood what I wanted them to do. I mean, they're still babies at that point. <laughs> you know, they they yeah. probably hear you. We're like, I don't to, know tele- what you're saying, buddy. Like, telepathy on. is wasted on babies. <laughs> it is exactly. <laughs> but every person is born with it. They just have to reharness it later on. I see. Sue, uh, Sue, Sue, what's her face? I, I can't remember. I want to get her on the show. Yeah, Sue, I, Sue Walker. Is that her name? Something like that. But yeah, she has like a whole course on learning, relearning telepathy. Oh yeah, 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 on her website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's. she's I like awesome. her paintings. <laughs> her paintings are awesome. Yeah, she like paints like Bigfoot smoking weed and stuff. I mean, she she talks about <laughs> the Bigfoot being an alien race, yeah, and them being part of the Star Nations and stuff. Doesn't she talk about how the the Bigfoots? they use like they use weed as like medicine yeah yeah they they just yeah, use she has a whole thing medicine. on that yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah 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 because i i always flash to that painting of like bigfoot smoking a big fat joint <laughs> <laughs> that she did it's hilarious bigfoot just doing a bong rip <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and you got bigfoot over to left he's like puff puff pass buddy come on I think that's why they're. I think that's why Bigfoot is so nice in the Pacific Northwest because they're just all stone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably just, true. That, that's the Bigfoot you want to encounter. And they probably the don't even that, see you. They're probably like cheesing so much. Like, hey, yeah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna encounter Bigfoot, you definitely want the one that just ate three thousand milligrams of <laughs> of THC. You definitely want that one. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why the Florida one is so pissed off all the time. He doesn't get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You would think like in Florida, like it would be like hundred percent recreational with all like the snowbirds and stuff. Like, yeah, you would think. Why not? The, I mean, the snowbirds have to age up. You know what I mean? Like once our generation are moving down to Florida to escape the, the weather. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Then there's then there's going to be some movement. Yeah. No, but I think, um, you know, the Pacific Northwest Bigfoot is, you know, up there eating edibles. And the Florida... I mean, they probably... The Florida Bigfoot... All these... That skunk ape is a meth... Is a meth monkey. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse the alliteration, but... Yeah. No, it, it, that... Yeah, that's perfect, actually. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. That's why he's so pissed off. But I just think of like these ones out in the Pacific Northwest. Like you have all these like shops that just like throw out their extras. They're actually yeah. for all the Bigfoots in the area. Exactly. Just coming they're just in. They're coming them. in to get their stone on, and they're they're done. You know, they're done yeah. for the weekend. Meanwhile, you run into a skunk ape, and it's like been awake for fourteen days. It's seeing shadow people. <laughs> like it's it's liable to rip your arm off and, and eat shoot it. off all of its fingernails and its skin, starting to deteriorate. Exactly. It has no Scratched teeth. open some scabs on yeah. its face. Yeah. <laughs> this Rough. episode went south. Yeah. Huge apology, Florida <laughs> listeners. It's just no. We're not. Look, we're not talking. <laughs> we're not talking about Florida <laughs> listeners. We're talking about. I'm skunk just saying, here. like, right? But we're talking about you know a state reflected through its Bigfoot population. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so apologies. <laughs> I apologize that you have to live in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's going to wrap up episode 76, the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. 
We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and and trust trust in the unknown. unknown.